Welcome to the first of many nutrient nuggets. Last episode, I was explaining that I will be doing these shorter style podcasts every Monday alongside a longer style interview or disease kind of podcast on Thursdays. So this first nutrient nugget is going to hone in on vitamin A. We'll look at individual nutrients. We'll start going through vitamin A, all the vitamin Bs, vitamin C, vitamin D, and onwards. But today we'll start with vitamin A and we'll just look at its food sources, its function, what factors in life will increase the need for intake or increase the demand. We'll look at deficiencies and toxicity and all the therapeutic uses of vitamin A. So each nutrient nugget is going to follow this similar structure and we'll just kind of whiz through them. We won't get through anything too technical or too biochemical but we're just finding out what these vitamins do in our body, which is super cool because they all do different things and it makes us start appreciating food. And what you might see throughout the Nutrient Nugget series is that it's all from whole foods. You know, your vegetables, your grains, your meats, all the things that are naturally sourced. They're not coming from bars or you know what I mean. It's from whole foods that we get these whole sources. But we'll start off with vitamin A. So let's get into it. So vitamin A can be found in food as either the whole nutrient, as a whole vitamin A package, or it can be found as a precursor, meaning that it's a different chemical called beta carotene. And once you eat it and it breaks down, it turns into vitamin A. It turns into a couple of molecules of vitamin A. So... You can either get the whole package together or you can get one that's going to break down and turn into vitamin A. They are found in different parts of food sources. So the whole vitamin A you can find in a lot of animal foods and whole dairy products. So your chickens, your meats, your fish, your eggs, things like that. Mainly in liver though. Animal liver is a really, really incredible source of nutrient is it is nutrient dense it's very high in your beneficial fats in your vitamin a's your vitamin b's like so nutrient dense i don't eat it because i don't really eat much meat but i would if i could or i would if i did so if you can find yeah your your liver i think they do like minced meat with minced liver through it so it's kind of like you're just eating mince you can use it in spaghetti and stuff very very high source of vitamin a but your whole fat dairy products will have your whole vitamin a or some fortified food like some fortified soy milks and stuff like that will have vitamin a your plant-based foods are the ones that have the precursor vitamin a so this is called beta carotene the way that i remember it is that beta carotene i think are carrots and that is a high source of beta carotene basically anything orange which i find this super easy because yeah it's got that beta carotene in it carrots are orange so other foods such as mangoes apricots and squash yeah your orange foods will have this source of vitamin a you'll find it in you know oranges uh yellow or red capsicums so all that kind of sunset color vegetables will be high in your precursor of vitamin a basically eat them your body breaks it down and sends vitamin a everywhere 
One of the other highest sources is cod liver oil, so fish oil. It's kind of like animal liver and fish oil are really, really high. And fish oil, the cod liver oil is beautiful because it also has the omega-3s in it, has the vitamin A, very nourishing. So that's all well and fine. We know our food sources, we know they come from our orange fruits and veg, our liver, our animal foods, our milk products, dairy products, full fat dairy products. But what is the function of vitamin A? Why do we need it in our body? It has a couple of roles. Mainly, vitamin A functions in eye health and eye functioning, skin health, nervous system health, bone tissue maintenance and development, and immune function. So I don't know, probably all you women out there that have retinoic acid as a skin serum. There's a lot of skin products that have retinoic acid, which is a form of vitamin A. So vitamin A is actually called retinol, retinal, or retinoic acid, which is just different forms of vitamin A. And in eye function, the actual cells of the retina of your eye are made up of one protein and the retinol form of vitamin A. So when you think retina of the eye, retinol is vitamin A, they kind of link up. Vitamin A just links up with all its words. It's actually really is one of the easiest vitamins in that way because everything that has it makes sense in the naming of it. But yeah, so in, in that eye function, it makes up that retina of your eye, that cell wall, and it helps us to visualize and to see. In bone function, vitamin A works with calcium and vitamin D to maintain your bone density. And too much of it can actually interfere with the calcium absorption into your bone and, and interfere with your bone density and make it weaker. So that's why we always say doesn't mean that more is like the more the merrier. If you think, oh, I'm going to take vitamin A for my eyes and my immune system, you take too much, you'll actually affect your bone health. So works to maintain bone density, but too much will interfere with it. In the immune system, the vitamin A maintains the protective lining of the GI tract and the respiratory tract. We talked about this in episode 10. So it uh, yeah, functions with the kind of mucosal layer, which is also why it helps with skin as well. But it works with the mucosal layer of the intestines, which helps the immune system because the immune system resides in there. And it also produces functional immune cells. So to build immune cells, vitamin A takes a part in that situation too. The interesting one that I have found that works with me, because I have vitamin A supplements, I don't take them all the time. I take them on and off, but I have always suffered with a iron deficiency and I had adequate iron stores, but my serum iron was low, meaning that the iron in my blood was low. I didn't have enough iron to utilize in my blood. So when I looked at my blood works, I said, I've got enough stores, but I can't get them out of my stores. This is why I got vitamin A because vitamin A increases the iron utilization. It helps to take the iron from your stores in your liver and utilize that around your body. So when I started taking small amounts of vitamin A, maybe one every week, I saw changes in my stores. I could unlock those stores of iron in my body and then use it in the blood. So iron, yeah, it definitely increases that iron utilization, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool because I actually saw it work in my own body. So I like that. It's interesting to me. <laughs> so that's why it functions and how it functions. Also with skin, 
vitamin A can get into the cell. So it's a fat soluble vitamin and outside of our cells are fatty. So it can just like kind of crawl up in the cell and it plays a role in our genes. So our genes have this thing, they're constantly regulating and sending messages outside of our cell to regenerate cells. And vitamin A can upregulate gene expression, which basically just means that it helps in cell development and cell maintenance. So it helps with wound healing, which is why it's used in things, I guess, like topical skin health for like acne and aging skin and things like that is because it gets inside the cell and it tells your genes to start building, maintaining and regulating your skin cells. So now we know the functions. We know the food, we know the functions. Let's have a look at what increases demand just really quickly, just meaning what periods of life or, you know, what circumstances will increase our need for vitamin A. So for newborns and growth periods, so newborns and kind of children and teenagers, they're going to have an increased need for vitamin A and probably everything else, let's be honest, because they just, they need that bone development. They need that immune system development. They need to develop, you know, their eyesight, like everything is developing during growth periods. So vitamin A will be needed more during that period of time. Also during infection or stress or surgery, that's obviously going to affect the immune system. That's going to affect the gut lining and the immune cells. So we need an increased amount of vitamin A during those periods. Also during diabetes and hypothyroidism, these conditions affect the way that we can transform beta carotene into vitamin A. They just affect the metabolism. Basically, they get all up in everyone's business. So also uh, the use of drugs, alcohol and smoking, that pretty much affects every nutrient, let's be honest. Alcohol really kind of gets in and breaks down a bunch of nutrients in the body and it causes harm in the body. So it uses all the nutrients up to try and reduce that harm. Same as smoking, same as drugs. They're just harmful things. Uh, And excessive sun exposure. Don't know why that affects it, to be honest. I didn't look. But excessive sun exposure, I think it um, it affects the membranes of like the eye and the skin. So you'll be using, like you'll be using up your vitamin A uh, due to the kind of harmful effects of breaking down skin tissue or eye tissue. So all of these times and circumstances will increase the demand. But I will say that deficiencies are rare these days. We do still find them sometimes in underdeveloped countries. There's a couple of videos you can watch uh, online on YouTube that go and help kind of underdeveloped communities look at what deficiencies are causing issues in their communities. And a deficiency in vitamin A can lead to night blindness or eye conditions such as keratomalacia, which is a very unpleasing condition to look at of the eye. But night blindness is basically exactly as it sounds. The second it starts get to get a little bit darker than usual, you can't see. And they have a lot of this uh, still going on in further remote communities of underdeveloped countries that aren't getting the fresh sources of vitamin A, the meats and the fresh vegetables and things like that. 
Also, if there is deficiencies around, you might see rough, dry or scaly skin or skin conditions such as hyperkeratosis, which is bumps on the skin, usually on the top of the legs or the back of the arms. Uh, Other symptoms can include impaired iron metabolism or mobilization, as we were speaking of before, where you can't access your iron stores and bring it into your blood, affecting the eyes, as we've mentioned. So you'll get dry eyes, you might get itchy eyes, and other kind of deficiency symptoms are growth retardation if a child isn't getting enough vitamin A or depressed immunity with increased infections due to that immune function that it plays a role in toxicity of vitamin a if you've eaten too much of it you've prescribed yourself your own multivitamin or your own amount of vitamin a then or if you just i don't know eat too many carrots which can happen and you can actually legitimately turn your skin orange look it up it's crazy but if you've had too much vitamin a you can get nausea vomiting vertigo and blurry vision all these horrible things or if you have it for too long too much for too long you can really cause damage. You can get bone thinning, liver damage, skin irritation. You can get that orange skin or birth defects if you're having too much of it during pregnancy or if there's too much given to a child. So yeah, they're all horrible things. But for therapeutic uses, if you actually see a practitioner, you know, as I kind of have learned and self-prescribed myself a little small amount, not too much, but a small amount, uh, I also eat a lot. So you know, whatever. I just used my own therapeutic mind and gave that to myself, which I manage. Don't do it. But if you are prescribed it, it may be for these next reasons, the therapeutic uses of vitamin A, which include infections such as chest infections and things like that. Also in HIV, there's been studies utilizing doses, high doses of vitamin A and HIV as HIV is an immunosuppressant uh, condition and vitamin A plays that role in the immune system. Obviously, vitamin A is used in those skin products for the cell turnover and it is used for aging skin uh, or, you know, kind of wound healing conditions. So if we have, uh, you know, acne that's broken out a lot of our skin, vitamin A can help with that wound healing and that cell turnover. So they're the therapeutic uses as well. And during child development, so we're looking at making sure that there's adequate intake of vitamin A for bone development, eye health, and immune system development. Super crucial. There's a bunch of nutrients that are involved uh, in the development of a human, obviously, because we are made up of nutrients and we need to constantly fill ourselves with nutrients. And when we are growing at a ridiculous rate, our body needs a ridiculous amount of nutrients to support that. So if you are pregnant or if you're a mother or a father that you're just about to have a newborn, I highly suggest looking into the nutritional needs of your child because they vary completely different to adult nutrition. Anyways, off topic, that's vitamin A in a wrap. It's a beautiful nutrient, makes our vision great, makes our skin healthy, makes us glow, supports our immune system and all of those lovely things. That's our first nutrient nugget wrapped up. Next, we'll get into vitamin B1. I'm excited about all the vitamin Bs. They're beautiful. See you next time. (laughs) 